الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته my beloved brothers and sisters and welcome to a new episode of Reverses Inshallah Ta'ala we will be taking some calls from our brothers and sisters and Inshallah taking and answering hopefully some of their questions that can be hopefully benefit uh, or of benefit to ourselves and to the uh, viewers and listeners inshallah ta'ala where hopefully we could get some tips and uh, lessons from other people's journeys or any concerns or questions that they may have we will also as usual at the end of the episode take inshallah ta'ala um, one of the huffad someone that completed their journey of memorizing the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where we they will share their story we take some um, tips inshallah ta'ala from their journey and any uh, thing that they could maybe advise the brothers and sisters, uh, inshallah ta'ala, um, so that it could be an encouragement for you to either embark on your journey of memorizing the Quran or even to encourage you to complete it if you are uh, on that journey, inshallah ta'ala. And with us today on the line, we have our first caller, our brother Muhammad uh, on the call with us today. Assalamu alaikum, brother Muhammad. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, my dear brother? Can you hear me, please? Yes, I hear you, alhamdulillah. How are you? Alhamdulillah. 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 Where are you calling us from, Brother Muhammad? I'm very well, Jazakallah khair. May Allah bless you. Where are you calling from? Okay. I'm from Indonesia, but I'm living in Turkey now. MashaAllah, you're living in Turkey? Yeah, I'm a student here. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. So, Indonesian studying in Turkey, MashaAllah. Yes, I'm an Indonesian. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Beautiful, Indonesia, there are, MashaAllah, great people that have memorized and teachers of the Quran and reciters in Indonesia, MashaAllah. You guys are blessed with beautiful voices, Allah Mubarak. What is, MashaAllah, what is, what is your question for us today, Brother Muhammad? Okay, how to be uh, an istiqamah person in memorizing? Because we know I'm as a student, I have to decide my time uh, there is more time to study so uh, in more days i have no time for murajata so this is uh, kind of difficult for me how to manage my time to muraja to doing muraja this is no, my so, first question no, no. Yes. so you want to uh, know how to manage your time or in order for you to be able to memorize or and to revise yes during your very busy schedule yes. of studying and so on yes or no Yes, yes. Wallahi, this is a question I think that maybe we have received previously. Um, and it's, it's a very good question. And hopefully, inshallah ta'ala, the answer would be helpful for myself first. And for you and the brothers and sisters that listen to this, inshallah ta'ala. What I want to mention, my brothers and my sisters, is very, very importantly, there are certain things in our life that we, subhanAllah, give priority to and we can really never, ever leave those things. But before I, I, I go into that, my brother, can I ask you, how do you manage your time now? So how do you manage okay. doing your memorizing and revision with the busy schedule I that have, you have? Uh, divide, uh-huh, I have divide, uh, I have just two time for memorizing Quran, for Muraja, after you were, sorry? Sumbu prayer and after Maghrib prayer. Oh, you have, have two times, minute, so after, after Fajr and? Times. And after Maghrib. But okay, I think for, it's not enough. Yeah. Okay, so for how long? When you say after Fajr, for how long? Just for 30 minutes. 30 minutes? After Fajr. 
<laughs> and after Maghrib, same thing? After Maghrib, after Maghrib, just for 20 minutes because I live in dormitory, so in the dormitory we have some okay. agenda. Like so you're talking, the, uh, you're talking about 50 minutes a day? Uh-huh. I think it's not yeah. enough. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's good that you come to the conclusion that it's not enough, but we will come to that inshallah ta'ala. And what's your technique? So do you do memorization after Fajr or you do revision? No, I just uh, using this application, the turtle, listening my... I, what you, what uh, you've I already just, memorized? Yeah, what I've already memorized. So, so, so well, have you completed... I can, so can, I, yeah. can I ask, did you complete uh -huh, the, uh -huh. your Quran, the Hifad? Actually, I have complete. I have uh completed all of the 30 but unfortunately that i can to broja just 10 juice that i can do it i can read it now or in turtle application just only 10 juice 20 juices was missing so you've you've forgotten 20 ajza uh i forgot no. 20 no. may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive you anas ya rabbi amin tayyib khair khair um, what I want to say, Akhil Karim, so when you're uh, doing after Fajr, is it you just reading or is there a certain technique or thing that you use? No, i just reading. Just you reading read off, by, off by heart, yeah? Yeah. In, not, not by what, looking. Sorry, can you, read you, you read not by looking. Not, not, by, not off, by looking, yeah. no. Not looking. You use Tartil app, you said, to check your mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what I want to say that, oh, yani, mashallah, this is a very good question and there are many different aspects that we need to, I think, you know, shine light on, inshallah ta'ala. Number one is that, um, like I was saying, there are certain things in our life that we never leave and we will always give priority to. Whether this is our sleep, our food, even, yani, excuse me for this, but using the loo or using, the, yani, the, subhanallah, having to use the toilet. These things you can't live without. Um, there are other things that you will also always do, which is to see friends or socializing. That's something you never leave. Everybody will find time in their very busy schedule of studying, of, of, of working. Uh, you will always find some time so that for yourself. This is, this is, this is the natural. Uh, everyone does this, subhanAllah. Um, and this is very important for me to, to uh, shine light on is that number one, you need to ask yourself, where is the Quran in your priority? Is it down there or is it up here? We have to always make sure the Quran is our upmost priority. It is the, on the top of our priority list. Uh, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that is so beautiful, especially, I mean, like yourself, brother Muhammad, you've completed the memorizing of the Quran. And if you've forgotten what you have memorized out of neglectfulness and uh, due to just laziness and not really giving it the, the, the importance it, it requires, then this is a sin according to the majority of the scholars, subhanAllah. So, um, and as I've mentioned in one of the previous episodes, the scholars, they differed in whether it was a minor or major sin. Uh, such as the uh, Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahmatullahi Alayhi, Shaykh al-Islam, and many other scholars, they spoke about it being a sin, subhanAllah, 
Um, and there are some certain ahadith about this. Of course, forgetting it out of just forgetting, it's normal to forget an ayah here or there. The Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he forgot an ayah um, and he, was, uh, he told the Sahaba, why didn't you remind me of it? That's normal. But to forget an ayah because you stopped revising, this is a problem. And that's a sin that you need to all, uh, make sure you work on bringing, uh, firstly, uh, f- seeking repentance and for ask forgiveness from Allah. And ask Allah to help you bring back this Qur'an that you forgot. Try to memorize it again. Um, and the Qur'an, my brother, subhanAllah, sometimes we be like, okay, you've decided to take on this burden and this, this weight and this knowledge. And as one of the ulama of the past said, I think it could possibly be the Imam Al-Awza'i, rahmatullahi alayhi, uh, he mentions that knowledge will either benefit or harm it, the, 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 the owner of that knowledge. If a person seeks knowledge, and Quran is the best of knowledge. So if you seek knowledge, and it will either be of benefit to you or harm. It will benefit, if you, benefit you if you stick to it, if you act by it, you know, and it will harm you if you act against it and if you leave it or forget it or don't give it its, uh, the importance it requires. So it's very important that if you decided to take on this journey of memorizing the Quran and you decided and you want to be from the people of the Quran, then you must work, you must sacrifice, you must have it at the top of your priority list. Very importantly, one of my shuyukh, and I've mentioned probably this previously, subhanAllah, he's got such a busy schedule. He's a doctor, a practicing doctor, consultant, very busy. He has a, a, a massive institute of Quran that subhanAllah he manages and he got students all around the world that come and join this, 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 this um, uh, institute in Medina. And he's got his private students and his halakas that he runs. And he, at the same time, he's, does, he's got his own ibadah from Qiyam Layl. And I've seen this and his revision. And I said to myself, after seeing, and he writes books and authors books and he revises books and subhanAllah, he participates in all of these things. And I think, where's the time? And I asked him, where do you find the time for doing all of this stuff? He says, I give Quran the priority and I put it first before anything. Before my income, before my family, before my work, before anything, it's Quran. And when I did this since I was a teenager, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made everything else easy for me. And to be honest, I will tell you from my own experience in university, when I was studying in university, wallahi, I remember I used to like be studying last minute exams, projects, doing, and I get stressed. And some brothers that were with me and friends, they may hear this and they will remember what I, what I used to do and what I used to tell them to do. We will, I'll tell them, let's stop. And we go for even half an hour, go to the prayer room or go to somewhere quiet, change my location and open the Quran, read some Quran or revise some Quran or you go memorize some Quran. You start to feel the peace and tranquility that you cannot explain in your heart. Wallahi. And you feel people are so stressed about the exam and Allah brings down steadfastness to you. He makes you steadfast, subhanAllah, and you know, feeling confident, relaxed. You find peace. And you can't, you can't find an explanation, but you know as a Muslim, Wallahi, due to that Qur'an that I gave the priority to and that I used as a means for me to find everything else easy because the Qur'an comes before anything else and that's a ibadah. When you have that niyyah, when it comes to the Qur'an, Allah will make everything else easy. But if your niyyah is not in the right place, you will not find that result. So you, make, you need to make sure that your niyyah is in the right place, you, you are approaching the Qur'an 
for the best of reasons and causes, and you are using the Quran to be a, a, a cure for your heart, to bring tranquility, to bring peace, and for to find the khair and the blessings in your dunya and in your akhirah, inshallah ta'ala. Then you will find, because the higher your niyyah is, the more you will achieve, inshallah ta'ala. So make sure, number one, your Quran is your priority. And I mentioned the example of me in university because you said you are studying in Turkey. Well, my brother, what I will mention to you and to all the brothers and sisters, no matter how many responsibilities you have, no matter how many, uh, um, how busy you are, there is no excuse for you, subhanAllah, to, to say, okay, I don't find time for the Quran. If you say that, then you say to yourself, no, I'll, I would reword that for you. And you say, Quran is not on the top of my priority list. Because there are other things in your life that you will not sacrifice because they are a priority for you. And they are worldly things to do with the matters of dunya, like your studies. You'll be like, no, but it's because I want to be, have a family. I want But the reality is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you, Allah has only created you us to worship him subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. He is the provider. That doesn't mean you sit in a mosque and never leave and just sit there all the time making dua. No, you need to take action, you need to study, you need to work. But all of these things, we want to make them our second priority after, of course, the Quran. I'm talking about those people that want to be from the special people of Allah, the people of the Quran. You are, the people of Quran are not just like a layman Muslim. The people of the Quran, they are, subhanAllah, the best of people. There are many ahadith in the virtues of the people of the Quran. There are no group of people that there are so many ahadith and verses in the Quran that speak about their virtues and gives them that superiority like the people of the Quran. No other group of people have been mentioned with so many ahadith of their virtues like the people of the Quran. So if you decided to take on this honor, make sure you are living up to that honor. By making it your priority in everything, not only in kalam, in speech, no, but in your actions. And like I said, this example of my teacher, and there are many examples of the people of the past, but let, let's, I'm talking about a, a seen example in front of me that I live with all the time. Is One of my teachers, like I said, is a practicing doctor. He's a consultant in a hospital. He's responsible for a, a, an entire department. And he, he's, if I tell you his daily schedule, you will be shocked. Literally, he has one hour a day he spends with his family. The rest of the time, he's in the hospital working from maybe 8 a.m. until 4 uh, in, the, in the evening. And then he's teaching, uh, recording, checking Quran recordings uh, um, for shuyukh that, re that have recorded the whole Quran. Uh, authoring books, has students all around the world, subhanAllah, that come to him and that read to him and that... Subhanallah al-Azim, I said to myself, Wallahi, after seeing this person and after living with him and after subhanallah, the time, the way he lives his life, I said to myself, there is no one that has an excuse because I don't know of anybody that is a professional or practicing doctor, a scholar of Quran and Qiraat, a teacher, an author, all of these things, subhanallah, and doing this on a daily basis. Subhanallah, where, so seeing this himma and of course I said to him he said to me well this is not because I'm strong or because I'm clever or because I am I have abilities that other people uh, uh, don't have but he said it's because of my continuous dua for Allah to put barakah in my time and because of my hopefully sincere intention I want to be from the people of the Quran and I want to serve the book of Allah because his priority is the Quran Allah has made everything else go around for him but if you make your the Quran that last priority of your day, for example, you just squeeze it in, 
then it's a problem. And I say something always. You must give Quran from your core time, not your spare time, in order for you to be, inshallah ta'ala, from the, the uh, people of the Quran and from those that, inshallah ta'ala, will find the benefit in their time and the blessings, inshallah. So I'll conclude, my brother uh, Muhammad, for you is that you must spend more time with the Quran. You should spend a minimum. I mean, this is يعني, me feeling very bad to say this, but you should spend a minimum of an hour, an hour and a half, two hours in the morning and the same in the evening or during the day um, with the Quran if you want to, inshallah ta'ala, really solidify what you have memorized from the Quran, inshallah. And to take it step, step, don't feel, okay, it's not happening. I'm, I'm still very slow. Let make the Quran a journey of a lifetime. Let it take one, two, 10, 15 years, no problem. Just make sure you do not leave a day except that you do your portion of revision, inshallah ta'ala. I ask Allah to bless you and to increase you in khair. I hope this, inshallah, helped you and answered your question, my brother Muhammad. Jazakallah khair, barakallah feek. Okay, my brothers and my sisters, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to move to our hafiz for today's episode, inshallah ta'ala. And on the line, we have with us our brother Talha, I believe. Assalamu alaikum, brother Talha. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah ustad. Hayyakum Allah, how are you? Alhamdulillah, ustad, be khair. Alhamdulillah, how are you so? Alhamdulillah, wa Where are you calling us from? I'm calling you from Whitechapel, next to East London Masjid. MashaAllah, very specific. In London, Whitechapel, East London. MashaAllah, may Allah bless you and may Allah reward you and grant you Jannah. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us today, where we will, inshallah ta'ala, take some, um, some of your journey in memorizing the Quran. How old are you, if I may ask my brother Talha? I am, uh, alhamdulillah, 18, approaching 19 very soon. MashaAllah, mashaAllah, Allah barik. Very young, Allah barik. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. And decrease you and use you for uh, the serving of the Quran and his deen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Can you tell me a bit about yourself, my brother Talha? Tell me, inshallah ta'ala, how your journey started with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, what age were you uh, when you started memorizing uh, the Quran? Uh, let, let's, let's start with that, inshallah. Sure. So, my name is Talha Amin. I'm 18 years old. And I, alhamdulillah, began the memorization of the book of Allah, Jalla wa'ala around the age of six. And alhamdulillah, the, a, a brief um, uh, thing I'll say about my story is that when I finished Juz Amma, that was the moment where my mother thought uh, he has potential. And so that, that was when she started to push me as, as parents should do and as parents do do, alhamdulillah. She started to push me uh, and encourage me uh, to memorize the Quran, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Alhamdulillah, I completed my memorization officially and formally at the age of 16. MashaAllah. Allahumma barik. Uh, may I ask, how long did it take you to memorize Juzu Amma? So, my memory is, of course, a bit sketchy of uh, the last thing, but it, I think it took me relatively quickly, and it was for that reason that my mother thought that uh, he has the potential to memorize, to memorize the whole book, the entire book. Alhamdulillah. Allahumma barik. Was your mom your teacher? So, yes, to, for, the, for the beginning part of my journey, yes, my mother was my teacher. And I believe that with all uh, students or with all children, their mother and their father is the first madrasa for them. Of course, and 100%. Yes, so alhamdulillah, she and was even, my And even, even later on, they are still the madrasa by pushing and taking you to the teachers and alhamdulillah. No, of course, of course. So, so did, it, did it take you roughly around 10 years to complete the, the Quran fully? So, Ustad, my story is, is quite interesting. It's, um, let, us, let us hear it, inshallah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's embarrassing, but there's khair in it. I think there's, there's benefit. Uh, alhamdulillah. 
So I, alhamdulillah, began the memorization of six, uh, around the age of six. And I finished the Quran, or I thought I had finished the Quran, memorizing the Quran at the age of around 12. Okay. But unfortunately, when I got to that age, 12, 13, I realized that a lot of my hifth was, was weak. No. And so it was for that reason that I had to effectively re-memorize or begin the journey of re-memorizing a large portion of the Quran. No. And so uh, that, that process finished at the age of 16. And so it's for that reason that I say I finished at the age of, at the age of 16. Yes, I see. Yeah, I see. Mashallah, Tabarak Rahman. I mean, it, uh, to be honest, it's not it's, it's so embarrassing because uh, a lot of people, they go through that, especially their first khatma is usually shaky, let's say. So you will uh, realize that after you completed the Quran, you go back to the beginning and you'll be like, Subhanallah, I've forgotten these surahs. Mm. Of course, the best thing is maybe to have a revision uh, program alongside your memorization this won't happen um, if, uh, if you were to do that then yes when you complete the quran you realize your hifz is relatively solid but it will still also need to be solidified more with one two three, three yani as many khatmas as you can do mashallah yes definitely and that's why i think the prophet وسلم, he said in the he said that the example of the companion of the quran is that of a tired camel if he is committed to it he will keep it when if he releases it, he will lose it. And so it's, it's for that reason that I really should stress to, to your viewers or to the viewers of this podcast that the, the importance of muraja, the importance of revision. And subhanallah, we, we the, hadith, always... the hadith actually that's one of the biggest challenges. I think people get carried away of course naturally you know when you're memorizing the surah when you're memorizing the ayat when you're memorizing these things you get carried away and you think yes i'm going to memorize and I'm memorize and memorize but no. but of course of course do that that is there's khair in that but of course you have to reinforce what you already have so you can retain retain what you've learned from the quran MashaAllah, tabarak rahman and uh, do, do you do you lead salahs anywhere brother talha uh not not yet Ustad, not yet no, yeah, inshallah ta'ala. I'm just asking to, just to, to, you know, sometimes it helps in revision as well, subhanAllah. Um, so uh, w w during your memorization uh, journey, my brother Talha, is there any, uh, let, let's say, a certain or a specific, let's say, story or difficulty challenge that you may have uh, uh, experienced that you'd like to share with the brothers and sisters? Uh, now, I'll, I'll say one, uh, one instance which comes to mind, which I think highlights the importance of the parent in the role of the child. Um, say that again, sorry? That, that highlights the importance of the parent in the role of bring, bringing the child up to be a house. Yes, yes. I think, uh, on one occasion, I was, on, I was stuck on Surah Nur. Naam. On Surah, Surah Nur, Naam. And uh, I was finding great difficulty in trying to memorize this Surah. And uh, I told my mother this, and, and she came and she sat down with me and she took time out of her busy day. And she sat down with me and she explained to me the story and she said to me the story of the ifk, the slander. So she explained to me the story and it made, it made sense. It made sense. And, and it gave me a greater zeal to, to finish or to complete the memorization of that surah. And so alhamdulillah with the topic of Allah, firstly, and also with the help of my mother, I managed to Allahu compete. Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Yani you should be very thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala firstly and to your blessed mother that has, mashallah, 
been I'd say from what I've heard mashallah you're speaking a lot about her may Allah bless you and bless her yeah, and she's been a big role in your journey no and I, and I think an important thing is if, if a parent wants their child to grow up to become a hafid or a person of knowledge then they must also be someone of not of not necessarily of knowledge not a alim or alima but they have to be someone who shows great respect to the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah for me, Akbar, Allah Akbar. that's a great thing you, you, you mentioned because the scholars they always say subhanallah is very important and in fact like you said that your parents don't have to be a scholar they always say yani, uh, it's not specific to take the knowledge from a scholar and the benefit of knowledge is not usually taking it from a scholar but it's to take it from the person that is truthful with the knowledge that mm. is yani, even if they know little but they are truthful and sincere and they act by it is more important and much more beneficial and much more fruitful than actually taking it from somebody that's so knowledgeable. But th that knowledge does not reflect in their niya, in their actions and in their mannerism, subhanAllah. Very good point. Naam, and I think parents, they need to, they need to, they need to have uh, consistency with their children. If, if they want their child to be someone of, uh, of great uh, Islamic knowledge or be someone who is close to the Qur'an, then they, they must have the Qur'an playing in their household and not music, for example. And so I think that, that is why one of the people of the past, Utbah Abdul Samad, I believe, he said, in the he said about children, he said that their faults will be connected to your faults as parents. Yeah. That what is good, what is good for the children will be what they see you what, doing. What they see you doing and applying exactly. now. And what is bad in their eyes is what you, what you have left. No. So that, that is one thing that I'll say. That is uh, very well done, very well done, my brother Talha. Lovely to, to have you with us, wallahi. Is there any tips or final advice that, even though you've mentioned many things, subhanAllah, anything else you would like to add, inshallah, before we conclude? Naam, I think uh, one final thing I'll say is uh, yes. the importance of the company. You know, subhanAllah, I've seen, I've seen people personally myself escape from the worst of vices and the worst of uh, evil and munkar because of the company they keep. And Allah similarly, Allah. I've seen. I've seen people who raised from good homes enter into such vices because of the company they keep. And so that is why the Prophet ﷺ, he said, no. He said that a man no. is on the religion of his, of his of friend. His companions, naam. Naam. So each one of you should consider who they make their friend. I think Allah. if a person is interested in doing hifth, then I would advise them, I would, uh, you know, advise them to befriend Hufad, to befriend those who have memorized the Quran. You know, when I was on my Quran journey myself, I had friends who were Hufad. And they would give me regular incentive, regular motivation to, to become amongst the people of Allah. Alhamdulillah. And, I, and it's important these huffad are people that are living and acting by the Quran as well. Of course. Of course. Sah, sah. Allahu Akbar. May Allah bless you. May Allah bless you, my brother Talha. I hope, inshallah yeah. ta'ala, we can see you. And uh, inshallah, come with uh, my brother, Sheikh Subhan. Let us see you, inshallah ta'ala, in the near future, inshallah. Inshallah, Shaykh. Inshallah, Shaykh. May Allah bless you. May Allah bless you. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day uh, no. to share your beautiful journey and the beautiful tips and advice for the brothers and sisters. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it sincere and to accept it from you and to make it heavy on the scale of your good deeds on the day of judgment, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Zakallahu khaira. Barakallahu barakallah. May Allah bless you, my brothers and sisters. And with this, Inshallah ta'ala, beautiful journey and story and beautiful advice from our brother Talha, Inshallah ta'ala. We will conclude today's episode and we will see you all in our next inshallah ta'ala. Until, until then I'll leave you all in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.